Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sustainable Finance Podcast, brought to you by Ceres. I'm Paul Ellis, your host for these programs about developments in this fast-growing industry. Jane Lee of Zevin Asset Management has joined Empower, a diverse group of select women portfolio managers chosen to manage Emerge Capital Management's recently launched suite of sustainability-focused, diversified equity ETF portfolios. Lee and Zevin Asset Management sub-advise for the Empower Sustainable Global Core Equity ETF. We're talking today about how these firms collaborate to achieve Emerge's mission to open new doors for high-caliber, diverse investment managers who are often underserved in the industry. For example, only 11% of fund managers in the U.S. are female, and Empower is highlighting these talented women. But before we start, I want to say a few words about our sponsor. I'm thrilled to talk about the important work Ceres is doing. Ceres is a nonprofit organization working with the most influential capital market leaders to solve the world's greatest sustainability challenges. Through their powerful networks and global collaboration of investors, companies, and nonprofits, Ceres drives action and inspires equitable, market-based and policy solutions throughout the economy. To learn more, go to series.org slash podcast. That's C-E-R-E-S dot org slash podcast. At Series, sustainability is the bottom line. Hello, Jane, and welcome to the Sustainable Finance Podcast. Hi, Paul. Thanks for having me here. It's a pleasure to be working with you this morning. And my first question for you is uh, sort of sort of uh, double-edged. How did you become interested in investing, and especially what attracted you to ESG and sustainable investing? Um, so I grew up in a Chinese restaurant business, and during my teens, my father became very interested in the stock market. Um, of course, he didn't really uh, have the language and the technical skills to analyze stocks, but he invested mainly in uh, blue chip companies like Coca-Cola and General Electric. Uh, but I was blown away that uh, immigrant parents, uh, immigrants like my parents, uh, who could never get a job at these impressive corporations, could actually be um, owners, albeit tiny owners, uh, in these successful companies. Um, I also love that anyone could invest in the stock market, even with little capital, and hopefully over time it could grow into something uh, more significant. Um, so I was all in and I gave my dad uh, the little savings I had to sock away in Coca-Cola. Uh, so I knew in college that I wanted to be a public market investor. Um, I love the idea of being a detective and trying to look past the glossy annual reports and uncover something that's been overlooked or underappreciated by the market. And the best part is that um, the market will eventually let you know if you're right. And there's nothing um, subjective about that. And, um, and that was important to me later on in my career as a woman of color in a predominantly white male industry where uh, one's performance uh, should be and can be objectively measured, uh, at least you would think. Um, anyway, I was fortunate to get a uh, internship during college at a socially responsible mutual fund in San Francisco over 25 years ago. And I got a glimpse into uh, socially uh, responsible investing. Um, I feel like my career has come uh, full circle in terms of ESG investing. 
I had worked at uh, large traditional investment firms as well as boutique firms. And I remember thinking, what a shame it was that we outsourced our proxy voting, uh, voted along with uh, management and the board, and never questioned um, um, our actions in terms of how we could leverage our billions of assets and push companies to be more responsible uh, corporate citizens. So fortunately for this ESG movement, I'm now able to align my career with my um, values. And what attracted me to Zevin was the company's uh, history, its track record, and its commitment to uh, ESG investing and making an impact on the companies that we invest in. That's great. Well, thank you very much for those introductory remarks. I think we've, we've learned a lot about you in a couple of minutes. Uh, and let's talk now about what the barriers are to more women like yourself being represented in asset management. And are they breaking down? And if so, how? Yeah, um, great question. Um, so there have been many barriers for women in this industry and, and in business in general. Uh, many Entry-level roles are uh, relatively diverse, actually, at least in terms of, um, you know, in terms of women uh, representation. Even when I first started over 25 years ago in investment banking on uh, Wall Street, but in my experience, I saw that uh, women didn't get the kind of recognition and promotion that they deserved. Um, they were often the first to let go, along with people of color, and then some had to leave the workforce to raise. Um, kids. Um, and given the competitive nature of this industry, um, some never got back in or couldn't. So with that career progression uh, to portfolio management getting cut short, it's all about who can hand there long enough to gain the experience and hopefully the opportunity. And those who uh, do make it, uh, we don't see many female fund managers raising the kind of assets that their male counterparts are. Um, women and people of color seem to have a much higher higher hurdle when it comes to gaining credibility and raising assets. Uh, we have to prove ourselves even more uh, to get the same attention and asset allocation. Um, however, you know that's that is starting to break down a bit with uh, with our hybrid work environment, which unfortunately took a pandemic for companies to embrace a more flexible. Uh, uh, work. And frankly, men and young people love it just as much. Um, also, improved work-life balance and maternity leave benefits are giving mothers a chance to stay in the industry a little longer. Um, I only had six weeks of maternity leave, and that was insane um, to me. Um, in addition, the increasing focus on DE&I um, is an important step in uh, attracting and retaining women and people of color. So I am you know, very hopeful that the industry has a chance to create um, more equal opportunities for uh, women in this industry. Now, if you could, for, for, for the, our listeners who are not familiar with all the acronyms we use in this part of the industry, Jane, explain to our listeners what DE&I stands for. And also, um, let's just uh, go with our next question, and that is, what do you envision diversity in the asset management industry will look like in 10 years? Okay. Um, so uh, DE&I stands for Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. 
So I think if we continue to embrace these changes and evolve, um, in 10 years, I think we will definitely see more women in this industry and more female managers. Um, I also do think with college programs out there that are trying to get a foot in the door for students of color that will also increase diversity in the industry longer term. Um, last summer, Zevin had an intern from the Wall Street Diversity Accelerator Program, and we were impressed by our intern. So I think we can all do something little to have a meaningful long-term impact. Okay, that's great. Well, that's good news for all of us old timers, right? Who we, we can still contribute to the process. So definitely. Let's talk a little bit about what the Emerge Empower platform is and, and what it's about. And how did Zevin decide to team up with Emerge to launch an ETF? Um, so Emerge has assembled a group of women emerging managers on the Empower platform who all have um, deep investment experience. Um, I don't believe there is another platform out there like this, at least in public equities. Um, I think the Emerge Empower platform is a uh, very important step for this industry. As I mentioned, women and people of color seem to have a much higher hurdle when it comes to gaining credibility and raising assets, uh, even with all those emerging manager programs out there. Uh, there is a lot of talk out there about diversity, but not enough action. Uh, some of the pension plans have high hurdles for assets under management, as well as other criteria like uh, long investment track record that make it very difficult for many emerging managers to break out. Um, there are plenty of capable women managers and many are not getting recognized. This is why the Empower platform is so important in um, bridging that gap and providing the opportunity that is missing in the industry. I mean, from an asset owner standpoint, they get to uh, um, uh, get exposed to extraordinary women managers and potential alpha that they could be missing out on. So at the end of the day, I mean, it's a it's a win-win for the industry. And this is why Zevin teamed up with Emerge to subdivide the Emerge Empower Sustainable Global Core Equity ETF. The ticker is EMZA. They are um, other impressive women managers on that platform, and I encourage your listeners to check them all out. Great. Well, let's let's now talk a little bit about uh, the, the stories in the media in recent months. Uh, largely unfounded criticism and anti-ESG sentiment that's been out there in the media. How do you view this as an investor? Uh, and I'll, I'll toss in some comments of my own, if you don't mind. Go ahead. Sure. Um, you know, as we can see, everything has gotten politicized. Um, I think we just focus on uh, fundamental research and risk management standpoint. We can talk more uh, objectively. Uh, fundamental investors have always focused on issues such as governance, long before ESG became a term. You know, ESG to me is a uh, framework for categorizing these risk management issues outside of company fundamentals. Um, and as stewards of capital, we should consider um, all types of risks, not just fundamental risks. Um, if you take uh, governance, for example, uh, which good investors should focus on, um, is there a conflict of interest between executives, board members, and the company? Um, is the company controlled by another entity with a different agenda? You know, how independent is the board? 
Is there a supermajority share? I mean, for the 20 plus years that I've been in this industry, um, investors have always paid attention to these issues. Um, it's just now called ESG, you know. And if you take the S in ESG, you know, good employee relations have generally been good for businesses in terms of attracting and retaining employees. Um, you know, we see that with some of the tech firms. We see it with companies like Costco. You know, the Costco associates do not find the need to unionize because the company offers uh, attractive benefits and pays employees well, you know, and happy employees make happy customers. So, you know, what investors wouldn't want that? Um, and at Zevin, you know, we take it a little further and, you know, we try to advocate for uh, um, a more independent board, for example, or to push for transparency uh, by asking companies to disclose uh, their indirect lobbying dollars that could be in conflict with their climate change goals or to make companies aware of uh, gender and racial inequities within the company. Um, that could hurt their ability to retain employees and talent. So all this work should help uh, the company be more competitive, uh, reduce risks to their business, and in turn, enhance shareholder returns over the long term. Um, I think all this makes for good investing. And if it's called ESG, that's, that's fine. <laughs> yes, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, I, I'm going to put it much more simply. I've been in the industry for over 30 years. And I think uh, that sustainable and ESG investing has arrived. And that's why we're getting so much pushback. It's becoming part of the mainstream. And in fact, many uh, consultants in this part of the industry are, are assuming that within a, a year or two, we're not even going to be using the term ESG. It's just going to be investing. So thanks for those comments. And let's move on now to how the Empower Portfolio Managers support each other and make the best use of support services that emerge. And in your case, Zevin Asset Management can provide. So the wonderful thing is that this is a group of very supportive uh, women managers. Uh, we feel comfortable calling on each other for advice or opinions. Um, and that's how it should be. You know, Lisa Langley, the founder of Emerge, does a great job of bringing us together uh, even given our very busy schedules. So we work as a team to promote this wonderful platform. Uh, Emerge has also hired a public relations team to spread the word and get in front of the media like Bloomberg. Um, Emerge is also very active in promoting on social media platforms like LinkedIn. Um, you know, Zevin is a small investment firm, so there's no way we could do this without the uh, coordination, the support, and the effort provided by the entire Emerge team. So we are very, very grateful to um, Lisa and her team at Emerge. Great. Well, thank you very much for those comments as well, Jane. And where can Sustainable Finance Podcast listeners go online to learn more about Emerge, Zevin Asset Management, and the Empower Portfolio Management team. And how can they reach out to you to learn more about what we've discussed in today's episode? Sure. To learn more about Emerge, you can go to EmergeCM.com or just Google Emerge Empower. That's E-M-P-W-R. Um, to learn more about Zevin, you can go to Zevin.com. Um, and you can also send me an email at jane at zevin.com. That's Z-E-V-I-N.
Great. Well, thanks again to Jane Lee, Portfolio Manager and Senior Equity Analyst at Zevin Asset Management, and to our sponsor, the Series Accelerator for Sustainable Capital Markets. The Series Accelerator is a center of excellence within series that aims to transform the practices and policies that govern capital markets to reduce the worst financial impacts of the climate crisis. For more information, go to series.org slash accelerator. That's C-E-R-E-S dot org slash accelerator. And to our listeners, join us again next week for another episode. I'm Paul Ellis, and this is the Sustainable Finance Podcast. Thank you.